millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everybody. What's happening? Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is Thursday Night Pint, a brand new show for you each and every week. Thursday at 7 p.m. Liverpool fans sitting down, having a bevy and chatting shit about the Reds. What's not to love? We'll find out in due course. Uh, we've got some great guests lined up for you. We're going to be talking about um, having a deep and serious conversation about what's happening with Fabinho. We're going to be taking some of your deepest held, die-on-the-hill football takes and conspiracy theories and rating them in Rate My Take. And then we're going to be previewing Liverpool versus Wolves as well. Uh, yeah, we've got some great people to join me for that. We will get them out in a moment. But first, it's time to have a look at the week in Liverpool and go through some of the headlines affecting our mighty Reds over the past seven days. We begin with the FA Cup as the mighty Reds crashed out to the even mightier Brighton and Hove Albion, uh, the holders exiting the FA Cup at the fourth round stage. You know, it's, it's tough to take, easy to take when you go up against some of the you know huge footballing dynamos like Brighton and Hove Albion. Secondly, uh, the PGMOL, uh, the geniuses that look after the referees in the game today, uh, have announced that uh, Fabinho's late, reckless, studs-up, game-ending tackle uh, in that Brighton game was actually one of a red card. Shock. I mean, genuinely, who knew? I mean, certainly Fabinho clearly didn't think it was a red card in any way, shape or form. The fact that he kept holding his hands up, nearly crying and trying to walk off the pitch um, was probably just because he needed to check the baby monitor to check everything's all right at home. Who knows? Um, more bad news as far as the Reds are concerned with the news that Ibrahima Kanate has stepped up his integration into the Liverpool squad in the best way possible. The only way you can get a tighter-knit community with the Liverpool players is to do the right and honest thing and to become the 45th person to pick up a hamstring injury at the Action Training Centre this term. At least it means he's going to spend a little bit more time with Virgil van Dijk. Um, small positives, small wins. Anyway, yes. And finally... Last but by no means least in terms of conversation on the topic, the transfer window slams shut. It slams shut. It's closed. No more transfer business. In fact, it's left Liverpool fans around the world frothing at the mouth that the mighty Reds have gone through yet another transfer window without signing a single footballer. What are FSG playing at? Um, 
what are they doing? The strategy is not working. The strategy of focusing solely on expensive first-choice players at all costs, completely and utterly overlooking bringing in cheaper alternatives who can do a job at any given moment in the football team is just ridiculous behaviour from Liverpool's uh, spend-shy owners. I think we can all agree. And the most frustrating thing is it continues the incredibly worrying trend of Liverpool simply refusing to spend any money in transfer windows ever ridiculous another transfer window again every single transfer window without spending money anyway it's an absolute joke and what it's left is lots and lots of people online more often than not with flags in their bios frothing at the mouth at Liverpool's incredible mismanagement at the hands of Fenway Sports Group leaving them all gagging for an answer to the question the question is when are you going to get out of this club when are you going to put the club for sale FSG put the club for sale when are you going to do it as you can see, it's been a busy week in Liverpool this week. Uh, plenty of things to talk about. We will be beginning uh, with some heavy chat on the situation around Fabinho, but I'm not going to sit here and do it on my own. We've brought in some fantastic guests and, of course, some of the Red Men originals. Uh, first and foremost, I'd like to welcome to the studio the man who's dragged himself off the injury table, which makes him very un-Liverpoolian at this point in time. It is Mr. Steeho! I like the. Was that was that was that giving yourself a round of applause there? Yeah, well, no one else was here to clap for me, so I better put better than myself. Yeah. You're right. I'm good. Feeling better. I'm great, but the, the voice, I don't know. It, what do you reckon? I think it's a bit sexy. I was about to say it's got it's got like a little bit of gravel to it. Is it like that episode of Friends where Phoebe gets a, like a sexy? Flem thing. Is that what you're it's my tribute to uh, Everton's new manager. Yes, that's what it is. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a Liverpool fan extraordinaire, Mr. Dice. Oh, yeah, I thought I'd. Uh, <laughs> sounds like a rhinoceros having a gangbang in a quarry. Yeah, I mean, I've never heard that before, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So, right, okay, cool. Uh, let me bring in our other co conspirator from the Red Men Originals, uh, the OG, the man, the legend, Mr. Chris Pajak! <laughs> oh my god. Like that or not? You did. I don't think you did. You knocked the cushion you, over. Which no, is like, I, 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 I saw a tripod. I saw a tripod move. Something wobbled. Yeah. Well, that was just Chris. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm glad to be the second most handsome person on the show for a while. For now. For now. I know that, I'm going to get booted down a couple of notches. Pause right there. That's right now. That's right now. That's really mean to stop saying that. Pause. Pause. Okay. Brilliant. Um, okay. Um, We've got two of the finest arses in the history of Redmen TV, physically and <laughs> metaphorically. Uh, we're going to bring in an even better one. The swole superstar um, extraordinaire of Hollyoaks, uh, old school Redmen TV guest. It is wonderful to have the hottest man to set foot into this building. Um, it is Mr. <laughs> the one, the only, the James Sutton! <laughs> Happy birthday, mate. I, I only found out an hour ago that you're on the wagon. So oh, thank you. Some alcohol that I'll have to give away, but thanks, Chris. <laughs> I'll yeah. take it back. No, it's back. <laughs> it's it's it. No, no, no. I might have guests around. 
some, at some point. Mm-hmm. Well done. Hi, James. Hi, mate. Thanks for having me. Uh, if anyone hasn't seen James's um, promo for this show, <laughs> I, I so I asked him because I know. Look, James is in is in rude health at the moment. So in, He's in fire. Is what he is. Phenomenal shape. Thank you very much. Um, and I asked you to create a, a thirst trap um, promo video, and you like nailed the brief, mate. Absolutely. Well, you you asked me to bench press. Yeah, something impressive. So you said bench press something impressive, and I was like, and I did actually try and do a video of me lying down with weight, and I just I was just bright red and sweaty, and it <laughs> it, it looked like a completely different type of video. So I thought some squats might might get you know get people watching. I hope so. We'll find out in due course, of course. Thank you so much, James. Stella, Stella, where it looks, it's going to look very odd when one of my kids gets my phone and like, looks through the photos and there's just James's ass uh, front and centre. My screen save. Right. Okay. We need to uh, add the final compatriots here you on might the have studio. Gone. It's been so long. Yeah. Uh, we're going to welcome uh, the perhaps the funniest scouser. I, I don't think. Yeah. Is there a funniest scouser? No. He's got to be in the running for it, sure. I don't. I can't Name think of a funny. I can't think of a funnier scout. So well, well, anyway. Oh, yeah, maybe his best mate is. It's the two of them at the moment. Carl. Yeah. Carl's not as funny as Adam. I don't know. Carl says some funny he's more shit on their podcast. But he's not, anyway, right, Sam. Without further ado, let's bring in the wonderful, the phenomenal, the phenomenal, the imperious Adam Rowe. <laughs> Let's ask him, are you the funniest scouser alive? Yeah, I don't know, maybe. Oh yeah. Hey. Hello. Fucking bullshit theatre. <laughs> yeah, I'm with him. Been here for 45 minutes, like we're stood in a hallway next to a disabled toilet and an overflowing bin. My <laughs> phone's no already there. here, just in case anyone's wondering. We arrived an hour ago and they were like, just go and stand in the hall, we're going to do walk on. Bollocks, I'm gasping. Yeah, sort yourselves out. <laughs> Before anyone asks, well, there are pint glasses. So if anyone wants, there we go, Adam. Well done. Chris has done it. James is. James is. You've got, a, you've got a pint glass there if you want it. Where? No, Adam. Have you got next to you? There you go. There's to your left. Right, so, because I realised when we were about to prepare this show that it was called Tasting a Pint and we had neither ale nor pints. Um, so yeah, a, a quick slip. You pivoted to... there, didn't you? We've got far too much ale. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it'll keep. Hello. Yeah, yeah, a bottle yeah. of red wine if it gets really tasty later. Ooh, very nice indeed. Um, I do appreciate it, thank you. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. What a waste. He's like, I've got this bottle of wine. I was like, he made a big stink to me about how he was, uh, he was on the wagon. literally drinking the flat iron after one of the games. About three this is ago. the first day of sobriety. Oh, just... I'm no, I'm not put it tomorrow. back a day. Never tell Why? people. Who like, starts you don't tell... the yeah. day of sobriety on Thursday, the second of February, <laughs> and also when you're appearing on Thursday night pint. <laughs> but where, 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 Who changes their life on a Thursday? <laughs> yeah. So when is the second day of the second month? What are you doing? Yeah. What kind of psychopath picks a random Thursday in February? This guy. Why? Well, okay, so I was forty on the thirty-first, and that was like my cutoff. Right. And I had and because I drank quite late on my birthday, I was technically still drinking on the first. Right. So that brings us up to the present day. Right, okay. Yeah, I can't yeah. The only way I'll ever change my life is if like my birthday falls on like Monday the first and I was born on the eleventh and it's just not gonna happen. It's never gonna happen. I I must admit, post Christmas in that little like lost time between when when there's days of got dates but no names. <laughs> I decided because I was coming up on my 40th to stop drinking and to start being good in, in anticipation of my birthday. And then I 
got absolutely fucked on my party, which most of you saw. Um, and I've not been quite as good. <laughs> I aimed for dry January, and then it got to me birthday, the 11th, and I was like, I'll have six tonight. That'll do. Six pints of Guinness. Um, I'm sorry, six pints of Guinness? Yeah, what's wrong with that? That's filling that, isn't it? That's a... That's... that's Less I mean, you're not, a big, you're not a big person, what? and it is a solid drink, that mean. No, I'd, I'd normally put, like, 12 Guinness away. I was having six to try and be eight. <laughs> <laughs> not, not even like I'm not saying this being like look how much I can drink is that I, that feels like you're like, carrying an anvil around in your back no it's, that's a myth that it's fine it's dead creamy it's nice it's well it's easier than drinking this there's no gas in it well there is but it, it doesn't like bloat you yeah. like six pint and also less calories there against the, the common consensus yeah, brilliant. Okay, well, let's let's talk. Um, as much as we were remiss, and we, we would, I guess we would all rather not talk about Liverpool, sadly, <laughs> as much as I'd love to do it, just pivot wildly into a show that doesn't do that. Um, we are going to talk about Liverpool, we are going to talk about Fabinho, and I want to know <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with Fabinho? Anyone? <laughs> Anyone? I, I think Steve's got a really good answer for this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Steve. Okay, yeah, all right. Um, wow. I personally believe, and I have to, I know him, at the, honestly, I think he just, I think he's knackered, and I think what's happened to him really genuinely. A bowler can do that to a man. He's clearly very ill. Something's gone wrong with him. No, I was thinking of the other day. Um, he can't run anymore, and as a, as a board man who can't run, I can I relate. Yeah. Um, but Matt. Unlike him, man isn't because I've ran too much. It's like whatever you're gonna see Fabinho and be like, "I've got you, mate." Yeah, it, it, me uh, and you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But his has come from running too much. Uh, man's come from never running at all. But and we found ourselves. So who's the real loser? It's probably him. Because he's done all that running and now he can't run anymore. Yeah. I've never At ran. 29. And I've never ran. And I'm in the same physical condition, so it's fine for me. Um, but I think he's, honestly, mate, I'll be honest with you, I think years and years and years, he's been caught as like the lighthouse and the, the water carrier and all this, and he's done everyone's running for them. And I think it's just caught up with him. And he can't, I, I, I've never been, I was pitch side at Brighton and I was first row and there was a ball that bounced there and like five Brighton lads got there before he got there and he was the closest fella to it. And I was like, He's gone like this fella. I felt sorry for him. To be honest, I think he's, uh, I think he's knackered, and I, I, I do. Uh, I think the fact that he's had that job by himself for so long, I think it's just worn him down. Yeah. Bless him. I don't think people fall off that much that quickly. I think it's quite obvious. You know, he's punching massively above his weight, and his missus is being pregnant. You imagine how whipped he's been for like the past six months. <laughs> In the build-ups, are giving that play. He's doing fucking everything around the house. He can say no to nothing. Yeah. Everything she wants, she gets, including like she could go build me a conservatory, and he's just got to fucking do it. He's knackered from doing housework and just being at air beck and call. Yeah. That's what it is. And particularly, she's probably got a bit of a grump on since that fascist uh, president didn't win that she was well behind as well. Wasn't great. Was she, yeah. Wasn't great that for them, was it? No. Yeah. Wasn't great. She's the fascist of their house. That's what it is. She's got <laughs> under the thumb. <laughs> I, I haven't seen a drop off from a, of a player in such spectacular fashion in a long time. Yeah. Like up until what, like March last year, like he was. I mean, he's been spoken about as you know in the in the in the team of the year, and there's there's nominations for this, and this is you know this is the best defensive midfielder in world football, and then he just went shit almost overnight, and the back end of last season. He wasn't great at all, and his character carried that through into this season. Is mental. He's been. He's, he's, he's terrible, and you're absolutely right. He's, he, he looks exhausted, poor fella. He's not. 
De- it doesn't look like he's they're splitting the, the get ups, are they, Chris? No, he's doing all the get ups at night. They're breastfeeding, but she's expressing, and it's pure. He's getting up in the middle of the night, warming the fucking breast milk up, feeding every two and a half hours, because that's the only reason he can possibly be this shit. What he needs to learn, and I learned this by child number two, is just just to in the middle of the night with the feeding, just roll over and just give a slight, consideratory, supportive pat. <laughs> to let you know that you're aware that they're awake and feeding the child. <laughs> and then, most importantly, go the fuck straight back to sleep. <laughs> because your own health is just as important as that newborn baby. And also, he's on, he's on, what, 200 grand a week? He's like, listen, love, I know you're doing all the work, but at least you're doing it in a fucking mansion and not a fucking council flat, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's because I play for Liverpool, and they're not going to fucking let me continue to play for Liverpool unless I'm good at footy anymore. I also think, realistically, I think no one's talking about the fact that, like, how many Brazilians play well into the 30s? That's a good point. Brazilians always fall off, late 20s. Coutinho fell off. Kaka fell off, even though he was great up until a point. Pato fell off at, like, 22. Like, Brazilians very rarely have very, very long careers. Even Ronaldo, like, they just, it's a peak, and then they're like, as soon as they drop a bit, it's like they give up. And I don't... Is there a Brazilian player that played like into the 33-34? Is, is Neymar 30 now? Is he close? Maybe. Probably in the 30s, but to the point. There isn't many, though. I've never really thought. Casemiro's doing okay down the road. That's not doing him no favours as well. I think, that, I think that's what's hurting him as well. And also, I'll be honest with you, I think that it's hard to be DM when the rest of the team shit. I was going to say I, that. And I think that, that puts it with the spotlight more on you. So it's, it's a bit like, I was saying, our, our defensive midfielder and our centre-halves, are like a flood barrier, yeah. but they're in like a fucking flood zone. They used to be like in a desert and no one ever tested it. It was like, oh, it sounds, don't worry about it. I'll just keep that drop of rain and kick that away. And now it's like fucking burst. Is he like, a, is he like an oxbow lake? Yeah, so like on the surface, lake. it looks fine, but underneath there's just this big fucking hole been gouged out of him by being basically water pressure for all these years. And I think the fact that everyone around him doesn't run anymore and doesn't tackle anyone anymore. And then you get, they get to him and he's like, oh, fuck. I, I thought if, up until if, a few weeks ago that he was absolutely fine and it was just the other midfielder's problem. And then Bajetic comes in and you're like, oh no, there's a big problem here. If Bajetic can do it with basically the same midfielders either side of him, then there's a, there's a big issue. Bajetic is like young and he's hungry and he's got that about him. And physically he's got more about him because he's got youth on his side, which I does think help. But I do... I do think he's right in that it is a systemic problem and it's the rest of the team more than anything else. Like Fabinho has dropped off. It, but it doesn't have to be one or the other. Both of those things can be true, and I yeah. think it is both of them. Like, Wijnaldum ran more than anyone, and I know he was. it's been a full year since he's been there. We're missing him. Henderson's legs are well on the way out now. Like, I, you know, I was critical of him early time, early in his Liverpool career. Became a big fan of him. At the end of the day, he can't keep doing what he's been doing. He isn't physically able to do it, and when he does it, he will just keep getting injured. So they're running less, and when there's... I think Fabinho was always seemed to be in the right place to intercept balls, because we put the, our opponents under such pressure, they couldn't pick a good one, and they were just kicking it, and he was like, oh, I know where they're going to spoon this to. I'll just go and stand there. And he looked amazing because of the system. Mm-hmm. Like, people talk about Trent Alexander-Arnold looking amazing because of Liverpool's system. Fabinho looked even better than he ever was because of Liverpool's system and the fact that opponents clearing the ball could never put it right where they wanted it. And he knew where they were going to badly pass it to. He was really good at being in the right place at the right time. And that's when the high no pressure, pressure on the ball, the they press. go, hang on, Fabinho's there. Best just to put it six yards to the right of him. And when they've got time on the ball to do it, he can't do what he's been doing for the past five years. There's, all this is, I, I agree with all of this. There is also a slight consideration that he's been called by us like the best DM in the world. 
at times. You know, he's certainly been one of the best at Liverpool I've ever had. And he's reached the heights. You know, he's been the team that got 97 points, been the team that got 99 points. He's been to two of the three Champions League finals, won it once. Um, and yet he's behind Fred in the pecking order for Brazil. Do you reckon there's a point in your life where you just look and go, what's the point? What's the point? Well, I think the whole Liverpool team has done that to a point. Yeah. I've been saying this since... This was my big worry when we lost that final. And then the parade sort of made me go, oh, maybe we'll be all right because there seems to be a good energy around it. But to to put as much effort in as Liverpool have in the past four or five years to compete on every front and to come away from one with one Premier League title and one Champions League and you watch a Man City who, you know, the year we won the league, they had a year off, really. They went, meh. Fuck it, Liverpool have won it. We'll just take a bit of time off, and we pissed it. Every other year where they've gone, no, we're going to have a fight here. Like, let's face it, we've lost, and it's because of the resources they've got. It, it's got to get to a point as a footballer where you're fighting for every inch in every game, and Klopp has got that out of them, and they're doing it and fighting for every inch in every game in all four competitions, playing in every single game it's possible to play in, and you come away with it, come away from it with a Carabao Cup and an FA Cup. How can you possibly convince that exact same group of players? Oh, by the way, let's do that again and hope it's different this year. Is there another point, Chris? Because we, we keep we've done it loads. Everyone keeps going too many, too many. Liverpool tried to buy too many in the summer and didn't. And we we're we're so focused on that because about how Liverpool strengthened the midfield. They wanted a midfielder. They clearly want a midfield. We've all said it. They so clearly want a midfielder because they and they chose not to. And they so clearly want Bellingham, Bellingham, Bellingham. There must be a little bit of Fabinho of like. They're desperate to replace me here, and then all of a sudden, I'm now the guy who's left, continuing, continues to play. I mean, there's got to be an impact in that regard of like basically being told we're trying to replace you, or we've not been able to. The replace flip side you. of that, though, of course, is that Liverpool have come out and said we weren't looking to upgrade in the midfield options. You know, they've done the same in January. They, they decided to go and get Gakpo instead of a midfielder. So if the, if that is true, the flip side's also true, which is oh no, they've deemed us all right. The problem yeah. he's got is he's, he's behind an 18-year-old in the team. That will hurt his yeah. ego more than absolutely anything. And rightly so. Yeah, yeah. and, and Bajetic deserves to be in the size right now. Fabinho hasn't played at the level that he needs to play at, but I think Adam's spot on. The high press is what allowed us to make Fabinho look so good. You know, winning the ball back high up the pitch, making it difficult for him. He was 35 yards from goal, picking the ball up and playing a pass to whoever the fuck he wanted to. Now it's a complete opposite. We can't press from the front. We've changed to a mid-block side now anyway. The, the three lads up front don't know each other's games. We can't score goals. We can see too many goals. And the defence has been shit and injured as well. Like, what are you supposed to do as a DM? You can't, you can't just, you need to give him the right foundations to perform. We can't give him that and we're expecting him to perform. I think that's it's all, not just Fabinho, is yeah, it? I yeah. think that's just, I think it's true. But I think, I think that foul at the weekend actually showed how far off he is. Yeah. Because that's a tackle you do, yeah. It, it, it's either you're really, really nasty and you're trying to, really hurt someone or you are so late to the ball because you're miles off it and that's what it showed to me is that it was all over that, it was all over his face yeah, after the yeah, tackle. He, knew, that's, he knew exactly that he, he was couldn't late. believe he stayed on yeah no, and, and he should not he was and, walking away going oh, I'm got, he could see him saying yeah. to the players I'm gone here but that isn't he wasn't being nasty he wasn't no. I don't think he was trying to do the fella no, he was just late he was just, he was just, but he's like three yards late mm. and usually Fabinho would either win that ball or he just he'd do that foul that never got him booked because he was only like a millisecond late and you get away with those ones. Mate, I did, that's my foul in five aside because I'm too slow. <laughs> yeah. like, I, I'm not being nasty. I'm just going to foul you ten times a game because I'm fucking slow. And that's what he was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <Yeah. in fact. laughs> 
No, I, 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 a little I, bit of nastiness yeah, in there. Yeah, that's what you win all these. I think it, 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 in some ways it's hard. It's hard to. It's difficult to pick just Fabinho out because I think it's 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 a Liverpool problem as much as it is a Fabinho problem. It's a, it's across the board. You know, we had this amazing side that burned incredibly brightly, but for only that period of time. And because of lack of transfer activity, because of injuries, because of Manchester City, because of now you've got, you know, you've got Newcastle, you've got Manchester United who are back. All of these factors coming into play, confidence, the hangover from last season, like Adam was talking about, all of these things together mean we are where we are. You know, it's, it's I think it's I think it's hard to it's hard to to, to, to blame one person. Yeah, I, but I, I agree with Steve's point there. It had all the hallmarks of like he knows, he knows he's not. Right, yeah. it's you know and he knows, knows it's gone. Klopp's been screaming at him. Yeah. I mean, but that that tackle was just like you know when you just like you, you believe in his own negative pipe. He knows because the, he walks off, he's walking off the pitch. Mm. He's like, I'm getting sent off for that, and it's like, what the fuck are you doing? That's a man whose head's not right in any in a way, shape, or form. He's not backing himself. He doesn't believe that he's turning this round. It's like he's, he's done that wrong and gone, oh god, oh clumsy, I know, oh, clumsy old me. God, I knew that was going to happen. I'm crap. It's like, mate. I don't know what the answer is. Whether he, he's had he's had time off. See, I think it's the opposite. I think he needs to stop coming on. He's been. He, I, I, I'd, if I was Jurgen, I would say just have a week, have a couple of weeks off, just going so because he's, every game that he's been subbed on, he came on against Wolves and was crap. He got worse. Come on against Chelsea, it was crap, and we got way worse. And it's then, not just Fabinho he's bringing on at the same time. though, remember, uh, yeah, there's yeah, other lads he's yeah, bringing yeah, yeah. on, like the captain who's coming on and we're getting worse. No, absolutely, I, I agree. I also I, don't think yeah. Fabinho has ever come on, even in his height as a Liverpool player, and improved the game. I think he's a player who has to start games. Mm, yeah. If he's not fit enough to start, he shouldn't be playing. Yeah. He, he struggles to get up to a game that's already at full pace. He's he always has. He's he's saving Bacetic. That's what he. That's his job now. His job's not. We're not. It doesn't look like we're trying to get re- rehabilitate Fabinho. We're just. Bacetic is too young to do ninety minutes. Well, he looks knackered after seventy minutes. Exactly. That's his problem. So that Fabinho is. Li- Fifty. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. He's, he's from the Thiago school. Look, get your yellow early. Get yeah, out of the way. Can't yeah, you know, he's, yeah. in, he's in that one. No, fascinating stuff. But uh, yeah, if you're watching, let us know what your thoughts are on the Fabinho situation. We have had some comments uh, more pertaining to the start of the, the show as much as anything else. People answering the question of is Adam the funniest scouser? Josh Payne said. Um, John Bishop. Not Scouser. Is he a Scouser? He's from Runcorn, isn't he? Yeah. Is that not Scouser? I don't know. No. Uh, and look, John is a colleague. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> any sentence that starts as a colleague. From him. John's an honorary Scouser at very least. Isn't he? He's, uh, he, I think he grew up. I think he was born in Liverpool, was raised in Runcorn, but I don't know that for sure. Um, and yeah, I mean, he, he's done a lot with his career. And if I can, if I can mirror it then. And, and, and great. This is like asking Stefan Bacetic if he's better than Fabinho. This is the. <laughs> he's an excellent this is like trainer. I'm just, I'm like, it's all about he's won the lot, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I've won the Golden Boot and Player of the Year, and, you know, I'm linked with the 200 million moves to Real Madrid, but the, the main thing is beating Southampton today. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Uh, Stephen Graham's funnier as well, according to Paul Smith. Jesus. Not, that's a, a, not a comedian, though, is he? An actor. He's, He's the actor. most requested guest we ever have for our podcast. <laughs> really? Uh, have you reached we, out to him? No, we won't get him on unless he talk about that picture of him holding the the, the, the Sun newspaper. Yeah, <clears throat> it's a shame that isn't it. It's fair enough. I mean, if he if he come on and was like, "Here's what happened, and here's why," and I'm sorry about it, but he wouldn't do that. Like, I I think he's a phenomenal actor, but like, it's almost like the scouts proud. The scouts proud. I have when I say scouts are doing well. I haven't got that for him anymore. Because like he's got that picture of him promoting stuff in the sun, 
And if anyone tweets him about it, he just blocks them. Does he? Yeah. I've had mates tweet him and go, what about this picture though, Steve? And then it just comes up, Stephen Graham blocked you. And I think he's maybe the best actor the UK's produced in the past 20 years. I think he's absolutely... Bit like, I mean, yeah. pleasant coming to your side. Sat right here. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what I thought was really interesting. He considered all of his options. Stephen Graham? I know. He doesn't even like yeah. <laughs> Nice. He fucking hates Stephen Graham. <laughs> 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 he can't absolutely. squat like you don't make such sound. <laughs> You're right, you can't. Jesus Nobody can. <laughs> no, genuinely nobody can. Right, sounds. Um, yeah, keep your thoughts coming in on Fabinho. Uh, that'd be great. We are going to take a, a very short interlude while we highlight our supporters club of the week. Uh, just want to make uh, known there are some incredible fans supporting this incredible football team around the globe, uh, doing some brilliant things and getting up at random times of the day. I've said this many times before. If Liverpool kicked off at two o'clock in the morning, I would I would follow something else. We don't know we're born, do don't we? Know. Don't know what bought. Um, so yeah, big love to our supporters club of the week, which is the Japan OLSC. stuff yeah if you're involved with a, a supporters club official or unofficial get in touch with us interact at the redmentv.com uh, if you want to film some bits and pieces that you're doing in and around match days and send it in we'll put a little feature together and give you guys some love on the show yeah very much loving the international fan base um we talk about it all the time don't we chris you know we go and do pre-seasons it's always amazing to see how many people again it goes back to that point it i find it wild that someone would get up at that time of the morning to do anything let alone throw your emotions on the potential bonfire <laughs> to, watch, to watch Liverpool play. Uh, so, yeah, much love. It's hard enough when we lose at getting up at fucking for half twelve. <laughs> Never mind fucking two o'clock in the morning or something, isn't it? It's unbelievable. Whenever we've gone away and we've done the tours and stuff, you realise how big this football club is, mate, and it's it's baffling. Like, I'm just watching that video for the first time, then that was wicked. I was in the USA for where we got beat by Nottingham Forest and got up at seven o'clock to watch that. Um, if I was an American Liverpool fan, I wouldn't be a Liverpool fan, I don't think. Yeah, I watched the Liverpool team. play Chelsea a few years. You know when Salah scored that absolute bastard of a shot from yeah. cut him from the right and put it in the top corner? I watched that in Carragher's Bad in New York, and that was like 10 o'clock in the morning, and it went fucking ballistic. And you no, know, last time I came in, when we had Alfie Brown on with us. Yeah. 
he was in Australia last year for the title running, like before, like the the Champions League final and that. And he was in Australia for the festivals over there, and he was just sending me videos every morning. It's like silly. It's like four and five o'clock in the morning. He's getting up to watch Liverpool games. Uh, it was great. So uh, I've got a good one for you. Right, Ashley, he's a blue, as everyone knows, my brother and stuff. And obviously, we've been to America a few years ago. And we've been to uh, San Francisco, San Jose, and, and LA and stuff. And I was sending him the videos of how box it was and how many people were there for the live shows and all that type of stuff. And he goes and works over in San Francisco. He works for Sony, so one of their head offices is over there. So send them over there. He does some work and stuff. And he's got an Everton game, and he just sends me this video. I'm going there tonight. Blah blah blah. My like, box mate, enjoy it. All that type of stuff, like as you do. And he sends me this video at the bar. It's completely empty and it's the barman and him they're the only people in the friggin bar watching the Everton game at going the clock <laughs> I don't even, I don't even think the barman was an Everton fan I think it was just him was it an Everton bar yeah shit yeah oh, that's bleak Right, cool. Yes, uh, interact at the redmentv.com if you've got any stuff you want us to showcase on the show, by all means. Right, we've got a brand new feature. We're going to move things on. We're going to be doing Rate My Take. Oh, wasn't sure we had that for a moment. That's why I said it so slowly. Um, <laughs> no confidence in this. Yeah, no, absolutely. First time around. God, yeah, we're good. Expecting teething problems. Joe's nailed it, to be fair. Um, That's the jinx of all jinx. Yeah. Something's going to go wrong. Yeah, more so highlighting it. But thanks. The name of the game on this one um, is that I asked you guys to send me in your most controversial or most die on the hill for all eternity football thoughts, feelings, conspiracy theories or anything. What we're going to do is we're going to consult the panel. We're going to throw some out there. We're going to talk about them, whether we, th- we, we enjoy the legitimacy, whether we think they're onto something, whether we think they're absolute crackpot knobheads. Uh, and then we're going to give them a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Speaking of the fair show, there are there are giant thumbs, um, foam thumbs, somewhere in the postal service. So maybe by next <laughs> week we'll have, we'll have them. Good luck with uh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, if you can just make your hands look as big as possible. Hey, these be, fellas you... just threw it over the back. <laughs> <laughs> so so, so what, I'm going to put my hand by my cock. Nice one. <laughs> right. So the first take of the week comes from Gorav, who's at Boo NY Six, and he says. Barry over Alonso made a ton of sense. Rafa knew he would leave the minute Madrid comes calling, and Barry was a really good player in his own right. So Gorav thinks Gareth Barry, Rafa Benitez was right to try and bin off Xabi Alonso in place of Gareth Barry. Stuart Downing looked brilliant in a Villa team. Didn't he? There's my answer. Counterpoint, Gareth Barry was good for Manchester City. Yeah, Barry had a really great season for Villa, and... Alonso had his worst season for Liverpool when this was happening. And he was Steven Gerrard's best mate, and I think Rafa was still afraid of Gerrard leaving. I think that might have played into it as well. Um, having said all of that, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> There's the light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> like, I, can, I can understand why he would go, do you know what? I'm going to write into this show I like and watch because I want my letter to be read out. And if I say something stupid like this, I'll definitely be in the show. I get it. You look, and you're on camera and we're talking about your thing, okay? But you're a fucking idiot and you know you are. And that's just a fact, isn't it? And you know, you know you are as well. You don't actually have this opinion. You've, you've written it in because you knew we'd do this. And you know what? You've got it. You've won. You've won. But I'm not letting you have the victory without calling it out for what it is, which is a sham. And also, Steve. Alonso was pretty decent after he left Liverpool. 
Mate, I don't agree with the take. I was just talking you around the You said Gareth Barry was good at Manchester City, yeah. completely forgetting that Alonso had a decent career. He was good at football as well. I was just saying, I'm, I agree, he, it's a bad take. It's not a good take. It's a very if the unsexy. Giant phone, if the giant foam thumb was here, it would be putting downwards, trust me. It's yeah. a very unsexy shout, Gareth Barry, is it? That's, that's like Even you, his name is unsexy. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's, in the, it's like Milner was in that category, it still is in that category where you go, James Milner, people go, oh, James Milner, and you go, oh, he's got the record, a number of assists in a single Champions League season, and either people walk away or roll their eyes at you. Um, <laughs> Even his name, Gareth isn't, with all due respect, Xavi, I mean. Yeah, and Zabi as well. Okay, well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, so what are we saying? Thumbs up. Well. thumbs up, thumbs down. I'm giving Steve a thumbs Go on, thumbs let down. me see thumbs. Let me see those thumbs. Thumbs down all around on Gorab's shout, unfortunately. Uh, Steve Carson, SJR Carson on Twitter. Fabio Barini. <laughs> no. no. Thumbs down. No. Thumbs down. No. No. Way. Fabio Barini was one decent run of form away from being a very good striker for us. No, he wasn't. That bullshit. <laughs> he had such a great celebration, though. If but I, but, he did have. That was great, man. I love all that nonsense. Love he it. He really but wanted to be a little back player. it up. Mm. He really wants to. So I, I really want to be a yeah, Liverpool I know, player. I know. Yeah, I'm not saying I agree with it. Will you let people finish? <laughs> <laughs> I think the man's a lunatic. Of course I do. <laughs> Trying to make the show last longer than 12 yeah. minutes. Right? If we just call them all dickheads with no real reason behind it, we'll be out of here by fucking eight o'clock, mate. <laughs> This Fabio Berini was not good enough to play for Liverpool. However, he would have really liked to have been. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Okay? Do I need to say it that way round? Yes. And I just like so he was like I'm I was one good run of driving a car really fast away from being Lewis Hamilton. Like yeah. yeah, he was one. He was one runner. I was a bigger erection away than I'm capable of having for being a porn star. <laughs> yeah. okay. The reason he never got that. The reason he never got that run of form was because he was fucking crap. If I was born with more natural ability, then I'd have been better. Better than the thing I was trying to do. Yeah. Can I offer a take? <coughs> I think if Daniel Sturridge hadn't been injury prone, he'd have been a better player than Benzema. The Benzema. Yeah. Right. Okay. You had that. I think you were you were on smooth sailing straight to four thumbs up there. Ad. And what you've done is you've took a hard left there when you could have named any Who? number of any number of Liverpool players. Oh, yeah, but he's better than most Liverpool players anyway, even with his injuries. I think he's just, I think he was sensational. Yeah, exactly. Without his injuries, if well, he could have just played. Why, why have you said Benzema? Because. I think Benzema was sort of the in the shadow of Cristiano Ronaldo. Okay. The same way Sturridge was in the shadow of Suarez. Ah, okay. And I think Benzema's had this great career and gone on to win a Ballon d'Or now. Right. And I don't think that would have been out of the realm of possibility for Daniel Sturridge. Right, let's get the Fabio Brini nonsense out of the way. Thumbs down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Adam's take? <laughs> no, not Benzema. Uh, I agree to, to a point, Sorry, to be honest with you. I, I, can't, I can't hear any slander against Daniel Sturridge. I, I, know, I, I know saying he's not as good as Benzema isn't necessarily what's slander. Benzema, but, what can Benzema do that Sturridge couldn't? But, but Daniel Sturridge gave me one of the best seasons of my yeah. life. I think if you'd drawn it under and gone as good as Fernando Torres. I think he's, I think he's already... Better, even if he's a better than Fernando Torres. I think he's better than Torres anyway. A better goal scorer than, than Torres if I he's think I, agree with I think I think Benzema gets... 
properly underrated for, throughout his entire career, to be honest with you. Because you just do not stay in a Real Madrid side for 10 years without being fucking No, brilliant. but they have tried to ship Martin a couple of times. He's been linked with Man but he United stayed like there. four or five. He stayed there and he's, on the flip he's side. gone Ballon d'Or. He was Man United's Simao. You know, we were linked with Simao like every <laughs> six months. Benzema was going to United every transfer. We're not for about five years. About that. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, listen, I think... I'll give you my take. Daniel Agger was a shit defender. I thought he was right, fucking terrible. <laughs> Absolutely useless defender. In I, Everyone loved him for scoring you? against fucking Aston Villa. Well, there's, 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 there's the Daniel Agger interview. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, you've got this take, and you had this take for a while, but no. But every time it leaves your mouth, the Daniel Agger slander gets greater. It started <laughs> off with, I, no, no, it started <laughs> with, it? I don't get why people actually adore so. Daniel Agger. I didn't think he was that good. And now you're like, he was the worst the internet. defender That's what ever. what you do on the internet. <laughs> okay, here's, here's my question then. If you could pick one defender in their, at their best to join the current Liverpool side, would you pick Daniel Agger or Martin Skittle? Ooh, Daniel Agger. Good. Okay, thanks right. for that. Sam. <laughs> Don't get me started on Martin Scale. If you think I think Daniel Agger's bad, Martin Scale. Okay, should we get back to people's takes? This is great, by the way. Love that we're having this. You guys are all lovely. Um, <laughs> Demetrius. I had not like a true team leader there. <laughs> that was so loaded, wasn't Look, it? Really funny, guys, but we have got a meeting to get on with. Yeah. We haven't hit the. I did it. I was, I, I've only got 45 minutes of Zoom. <laughs> okay, I'm 42. Guys. I was at, I was having lunch before I had a guy on it on a Zoom call or whatever. His headphones having an important business meeting. And he and he hears the expression. Uh, as I always my my business mantra, as I always say, is that you should always deliver. And I, I was, like, I mean, was it Balotelli? Uh, yeah, I was like, I, I was openly, I'm openly to postman at the very, at the very least. But here's driver. My business mantra. Um, Dimitris Akumsidis. Yeah, nailed that. Um, what Luis Suarez did in the World Cup against Ghana was what anyone else would have done in his position, and he had every right to celebrate like he did. Three, two, yeah. one. One million percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. adore that. And I adore the fact that it comes around all the time, and and you still do get people fuming about it. No disrespect. I, I if I was Ghanaian, I would absolutely <laughs> think he was the worst human being on the face of planet Earth. But <laughs> he might be anyway. He might be. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Go on. I'll take that take one step further and say what he did wasn't cheating. You got a red card, then he so it's yeah. It's just a foul. I don't think it's cheating. He's mm. within the laws of the game. He was like, I can stop this going in, and it means I get sent off. And I've made the decision to do that. It's not cheating. Because he, he didn't pretend he didn't handball it. No, he went, yeah. yeah, yeah, I did that. Should I go and get a shower? Can I just watch them miss this penalty first before I do that? <laughs> and then just, I don't think it's cheating. Same mentality as Fabinho then, really, isn't it? Winner's mentality. He knows what he's done. He's yeah, prepared yeah. to admit it. Yeah, yeah. I, he, he did not cheat. He, he, he made a decision and was like, I'm going to just do this because yeah. I'm allowed to do it within the laws of the game. It just means that my team has to play with 10 men. Got it. I agree. Absolute agreement. Here's one for you. Motorway Services at Gretna Services. Go ahead. Um, Liverpool's academy is genuinely atrocious at meeting its stated purpose, which is to produce quality youngsters for the first team. I'm not sure that that is actually what they're supposed to do in terms of what the football club wants. I think that's what every fan wants them to do. I think every fan wants them to get players who are going to fill the side. But ultimately, they're supposed to sell players for 10, 15 million that pays for the academy. And you might get one or two every few years to get into the side. And at that, I think if you look at 
you know, Kurt Jones, people will disagree on whether he's a good player or not, but he's into the first team squad at the moment. Yeah. So he's done it. Trent Alexander Arnold's done it over the last couple of years as well. Sterling did Sterling it did it before that. They're actually they're not the best. They're better. But they do actually balance the books. But the teams that are the best aren't winning European and Premier League titles. Because, That's the thing. Yeah. Is, is it's, it's very rare that a club has the the academy that produces all the best players the class in the world of 92 is and it, wins everything. Well, you can't you can't do it anymore. The standards have changed. The parameters have changed. Now you you can't run a football club like that. I think the class of ninety twos. That's probably a really really good example. Back then, that was absolutely great. That was brilliant to do because no one else was was and, doing and it. And Liverpool that brought through at that time. What Fowler, McManaman, Redknapp, well, Redknapp was signed, but it, yeah, around that yeah, Matteo Harkness, there was loads in that team. Yeah, that I mean, you've got Owen and you've got Gerard. You know, also people don't understand like it's good. Um, you know, what? they're hard to get the next Trent Alexander Arnold in the team because there's fucking Trent Alexander Arnold in the team. With all due respect, Trent Alexander Arnold had to be better than the final Klein, who was a good right back. Yeah. To get into the pool side, I mean, it, granted, now it's different, and that's why Pochetti just got in. But you've got to be brilliant. So I, I'm with Chris. Is that? I think Liverpool's academy serving a purpose because if you start looking around the Championship or lower end of the Premier League or in Scotland or whatever, you'll see ex-Liverpool players who have been sold for five, ten... That's what Man United's academy was. I used to always think like fucking John O'Shea, you'd come in play and then get sold for like ten million. That's how you judge an academy. And then every every so often, you might you might get the, 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 the absolute superstar because like, look at Man City now. Phil Foden's the gem. And they've got this new lad coming through at a fullback, oh, but but like they, they don't have that much more because that's not that's not it's dead hard to get into these teams. If you're a if you if you've got seven eight academy lads in your side, your side was probably a bit shit. Yeah, and also but also you a lot of the time you need a player that's going to come walk straight in and and you know what I mean. You haven't you're not we're not giving that time now for to to develop these players. You, it was like we were saying before about you know at the top of the show when you're talking about getting new players in and the, and and how much we know we need a player and how angry people are about it. That 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 feeds directly into that narrative as well. You can't. You, we haven't got time to be. We need we need ready-made players that are world-class that can walk in and improve this team. That's the that's the fundamental bottom line of it. You know what our academy is good at the moment is going and signing youngsters from other clubs and bring them through. They've done that really really well. So Bacetta just is one of them, but like. Ben Doak, Carvalho, Kate Gordon, I think it's still, you know, we'll see how he gets on. Bobby Clark, who's been around the first team, Keith Kelleher. It depends so what you mean lads, by the academy thing, yeah. doesn't it? Because if we're talking lads who join Liverpool at eight and then end up in the first team, then even then we're doing all right because you've got Curtis Jones and Trent Alexander-Arnold. In addition to that, we're then adding players, you know, other players other players to the mix that we're bringing in at a decent age. Be, be one there, hot crisps. I want to get you. I'll get you. I'll get your take on them. They said. They said dead hot. And yeah, I, hot, hot. Okay, sound. So? Messages tomorrow morning. Let me know you got on. Um, people they always say it. that about hot stuff, but I have like permanent diarrhea, <laughs> so I don't notice the difference. Sort of you can grow. give me food poison, and I just think I've had a nice meal. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of grow on you a little bit, don't they? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Good. <laughs> Do you not think they're really hot? They're all right. What's happened to your mouth? He drinks 12 pints of Guinness. Guinness. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I really wish we had 12 pints of Guinness in here right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're all right. Next when time. you go to Nando's, what, what spice do you get? Medium. That's all right. I get hot. Like Medium's okay, food. isn't it? Medium's yeah. not like... Fucking mild. Who am I trying to impress? Me. 
Adam Rose. <laughs> I, I judge people on how spicy they get their Nando's. Oh, you're going to hate my fucking thoughts on Nando's. It is fucking shit. No, it's really not. It's fine, but it's, it's a restaurant for people who... Don't want to go to McDonald's anymore. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Who've graduated from McDonald's to going on dates with you know in your twenties? It's Mackie's for people in their twenties. It's just it, you know what you're getting with it. It's safe. It's three and a half stars. It's just it's not going to be dog shit. It's just gonna you you know exactly what you're getting. You're not expecting anything. You just Liverpool's just wanna... academy is genuinely <laughs> atrocious at meeting its stated purpose, which is to produce quality youngsters for the first team. Down. This is sad. I, I just think I know what he means, and you know to just have Trent in it. Obviously, Kirsten we all Jones, know what he means. Yeah, yeah that's but, why we're saying wrong. Yeah, I, I, I think you know you would like Liverpool to be producing one or two more that actually, you know, like the the era of Gerrard and McManaman and, and Owen and stuff. I think. I think to call it a failure is a bit a bit harsh. Yeah, a failure. That's to why call I did it genuinely this. atrocious. Is the... yeah, yeah, that's why I did this. Okay, this. So. Okay. Um, but could change that. Yep. Yeah. Curtis Jones is the weird one because I really, really, really want him to do well, but I actually don't. I don't think he's going to be there super long term. I think he needs to go and play every week for Brighton. Well, we should, we Paul Tompkins was a great piece on this, and I, was, I shared the video that he put in his piece this week. Tyler Morton's highlight reel from this season, and you know, yeah, you go, yeah, it's a championship, blah, blah blah. But Harvey Elliott did a season in the championship, and now he's he's capable of being a, a competitive player, member of the plus first team squad. I'd love to see. Care, go and go to a team, play a full season, and go and go and done it. Anyway. He's been an absolute bastard of a player. Yeah, yeah. He needs a season. Jason like, Roberts at Jason Roberts says, if you're playing a back four, your two centre backs are not allowed to both be left footed. If this happens, the world will explode. Might got a bit far. Both being right footed is fine, but two lefties equals the end of days. Yeah, I don't know why it's true. Two lefties, I feel genuinely like like passionately discriminated against there with any the examples I... of two left no, no well liverpool had is the world still here <laughs> fair liverpool yeah. had a point where they had uh, julian dix neil ruddock phil babb steve harkness all left foot we had three it was a point where we played three left footed center halves in a back three and that's the closest we've ever seen so you look in time cock where two of the same people can't occupy the same space yeah uh, probably not. I don't know. I don't know. No, don't almost know. certainly not. No. Because again, it's the, the universe. You're just not allowed to do it. Okay, agreed. Agreed. Big thumbs up from everyone. Jason Roberts has nailed that. Like, one I also sadly. like. I don't care. The left. <laughs> <laughs> the right foot. Right footers can go and play left back, but the left footers ever go and play right back. No. We'll play <laughs> Liverpool would rather play a centre half at right back than play Costa Simicas at right back. But they'll happily throw a right back over oh, the gotcha. back when needed. I actually think Simicast would be great at right back. I do as well. Put in and just twat past the bubble. Right, Cybrundish, our friend and hero, and arguably the most argumentative man on social media. Oh, I know him. Yeah, yeah. Just literally puts Howard Webb, and we all know what he means by Howard Webb. Yeah. Anyone need to explain him? Howard Webb, the idea is that he was basically on the payroll of Manchester United. Ryan yeah. Babbel got a got a fine from the FA for putting out the picture of him in the Man United shirt and stuff. Do we think Howard Webb was biased? Yeah, yeah. Manchester United. I hated them. I've yeah. never been so more infuriated by a referee, I don't think, in my adult life. Yeah, cool. Ball Good. prick. The current crop of fucking... I can say that you can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <they're not> <laughs> David Coote. 
Oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. It, it is face, you know. <laughs> David Coote's face and Paul Tierney looks like... Paul Tierney looks like he's refereeing games filled with players who all bullied him. Yes. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like he hates all of them. He's like, no, no, remember when you stole me lunch money? Yellow card. But I didn't do anything. Nah, fuck off. I hate him. To use a line that you actually cut from our appearance on Have A Word Pods, some people deserve to be bullied, and he was one of them, I think. Did we cut that? Yeah, you see, probably that wasn't going to go in the podcast. Just there. I reckon that might have gone out. You know, we don't cut anything. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Yeah, some of those. I've just realised that's a bar, that's the bar we've got in our studio. Is that from IKEA? That is from. This is an IKEA table. Yeah. Yeah. We the... use that as our bar unit in the new studio. Anyway. Thanks for that. ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, the final rate my take is going to test us all to our very limits. Kristen Sturt, who's our footy writer, is a long-term friend of ours from the Ball Street days, and a Chelsea fan. He is a very much a Chelsea fan. Says. I'm adamant that all Liverpool fans are fully aware Luis Garcia's ghost goal didn't cross the line, but the lie has gone on too long now that essentially every Liverpool fan just came to a mutual understanding that they'll never admit anything else. No, it crossed the line. I think it's fully... It crossed the line. Absolute nonsense. No idea what he's talking about. I think it would have benefited us more if it didn't cross the line. Penalty red cards. Penalty red cards. The referee has come out and said, Mm -hmm. I'd have sent him off. Like, so... Okay, cool. It never crossed the line. You should have had a man sent off. We'd have beat you 3-0. Also, it's funny. That I, I don't think it crossed the line and that makes it way funnier. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Because fuck Chelsea. It, that, it, it <laughs> definitely didn't cross the line. It didn't get, like, if you're talking about, like, percentage of ball that needs to cross all of the line, it didn't come close to cross, crossing the line. <laughs> like, that, that ball that nearly crossed the line in the Man City game a couple of years ago and it was like a millimetre when John Stones cleared it. That crossed the line. 40% more than <laughs> the Lewis Garcia goal did. Yeah, like, yeah. It, you can see it. It, yeah. it didn't go over all of the line. But you're lucky that it didn't because you'd have got slapped. We'd have beat you 3 0. That Good Johnson chance would never have happened. Good Johnson would have been subbed to replace the keeper. Like, shut up. <laughs> that being said, <laughs> was it 18 years ago? Is that how long 2000? No, how long was 2005 ago? Is that how shit years off? Ago. Jesus Christ. Shit off. We had this conversation the other day. Christian, let it go, man. Fucking let oh. it go. You've beat us loads since then, lads. You've won the <laughs> European Cup twice since then, and you hadn't won it before then. It's mad that they've won it twice, isn't it? Yeah. If United only got three. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that mad? Yeah. Chelsea have got their one title away. I always forget that Tuchel won it with them, you know. Yeah. Like, that's not, that's it, not really. Was it Di Matteo who won the first one? Yeah. yeah. Like it's not really in my brain that more recently than us, Chelsea have been European champions. I'm a big fan. Anything, of that, happened, anything that happened after 2020 and before 20 to start of this season, I half dismissed. Just COVID, like it's, it's, it it's one blob. Feel like it happened. Yeah, happened. That season, that season never happened apart from Nat Phillips and Reese Williams. You know what I mean? It's like we'll, we'll have that photo. Alison's goal all and Nat Phillips. Nat Phillips. It was so much better than Chelsea won it than City though. Yeah, so much better. And you get it. So they've only, have they only won it twice in their entire history. Yeah. So we get still get to sing like Nottingham Forest. You've won it two times. That's <laughs> fine. I'm, I'm not, that, that'll do for me. Right. Okay. So oh, finally. So what, Kristen? So are we going to are we are we going to lift the the, 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 the curtain back and oh, say that it didn't cross the line? Oh, it didn't cross the line. We all know it ever. I'm not not prepared. Not prepared to admit it. No. It can never be proven, even though it was. They got like a computer 
Uh, like you know, how it can be proven with video footage. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if I look and just, see it, just, just <laughs> with, with my eyes. <laughs> Do you want the actual truth? I knew it didn't cross the line on the night. <laughs> <laughs> I watched one replay and I was like, "Fucking hell, we got away with that." If <laughs> 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 you want the actual truth, we've been lying for eighteen years. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Right, sounds okay. That is uh, right. My take. Thank you so much. Uh, if you want to get them involved, tweet them to me at the Paul Major, and uh, we'll do some more of them next week. Uh, we're going to take a very, very short break to promote some things that we think you should be diverting your attention towards when you're done with this. Uh, take a look at these wonderful things. Terrorists have fell off. <laughs> Listen, love, we're shocker. The moon is in retrograde. <laughs> right, look, I do understand that that joke goes to, like, racist VAR. <laughs> what kind of fucking murderer eats the peppers and the onions? Get on the ground! We know what you've done! Get back to your crossword, love. Four down, just go fuck yourself. People will celebrate her death. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Class. Yes. Check out Adam's YouTube special, Imperius, now on YouTube. Just search Adam Rowe special. That's what I did when we were trying to find the trailer to Rick before <laughs> to put it here. Um, um, yeah, and uh, we've got these guys are going to be sticking with us after this show. If you think it's been a bit daft so far, wait till you check out Red Men Uncensored. We're just going to have a random freeform 
chat about stuff. Well, no, that'll be like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the structured one. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying that Adam's going to unleash his thoughts on Mason Greenwood, because I can't, you know, there's obviously very complicated legal situations around that, but just saying, redmenplus.com. Redmen uncensored in a bit. Um, right, let's talk Liverpool Wolves. Um, I mean, ultimately, again, it's these pricks. Uh, I'm so bored of seeing Liverpool play Wolves, yeah, but here we go. Nah. It's just Groundhog Day, isn't it? It's fucking crap. I thought we went Liverpool then. <laughs> well, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Is this our fourth game against Wolves this year? Yeah. This yes. No, no, it's third, because no. we've still got one to come again. Brilliant. One will cancel when the queen snuffed it. Yeah. So there's still... It's a great day, Zay. Come on. We didn't have to play football games, and it was, uh, it was fine. I mean, the positive thing about us playing Wolves is that we're playing Wolves. Mm. And the negative is that we're playing Wolves again. That's the thing, isn't it? Is it just feels boring. But realistically, like Liverpool are really bad at the minute, but Wolves are a lot worse. And that, that should help us. Yeah. Yeah, no. The I problem agree is with... if we go on and lose this, then then I think there'll be a total meltdown. There's just then. well that's the, the thing is I don't know what a total meltdown looks like at this point. I don't see how I mean, unless we do we decide that we're gonna be finishing between eighth and fourteenth in the league. Which is they'll be next level kind of shit. Like, but I think the, the general point on this, and, and Jay, get your take on this, is we are where we are now. We could really do with the lads turning it on. We've kind of got no choice anymore because no one's going to protest. You know what I mean? And, whether, and that, whether that's to do with the ownership or the, or the manager's position, we're all bought in on Jurgen no matter what he does. Transfer window short, clubs up for sale. Liverpool a bit crap. The atmospheres have been a bit crap. We've just kind of got to grit our teeth and, and bear it really and trust that it'll either get better or it won't this is what being a football fan is you don't get to pick and choose how good your football team is we've just got we've just got to I don't know dig in and just and just try and find some joy in 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 the football again you know be like singing songs be like you know whatever, whatever it is you know that the, the players are as, as as unhappy it seems as as we are it doesn't look like anyone anyone's enjoying the football the players the fans the management no one's having a nice time and the, and they, it's 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 true um so all all we can do is you know just just go and support them there's there's literally nothing else that we can do right now the the transfer window's closed and actually you know that's a it's probably a, a, a good a good thing now that there's you know no one's talking about that going forward. Um, and do, do you know what I mean? We can just from now from this point on, no now. more talk about the transfer window. But Jude Bellingham would be nice though. Yeah, oh, yeah. Really Sorry, nice. just carry on. <laughs> from from, from, from now. now. <laughs> <laughs> Who stops talking about Jude Bellingham <laughs> on a random Thursday? <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I'm, I'm in on that. Chris, we're going to go to the games anyway. No, I, I'm going to I'm going to enjoy being at the footy because I always enjoy being at the footy. That's when you can switch off. That's when you can just focus on that. My problem I I've got at the moment is I've come to the conclusion that Jürgen's going to use the rest of the season to test shit out because I don't think we've got a plan at the moment. So I think we're going to see Gakpo in the nine some games, Gakpo on the left other I think games. Gakpo is going to be the nine. Yeah, going forward, I think he he's much more likely to use him there than Nunes. Maybe, maybe so. But <coughs> and like the midfield looks like he's still testing it out at the moment with Bajetic and Cater and Thiago. Can they play every single week? Are we going to try and get Hendo back in the six at times, maybe, or back into an eight? You know, the back four is going to be as settled as injuries allow us to be. But f- going forwards, 
we haven't worked out how to score goals. We haven't worked out how to consistently score goals. Sorry, we don't know the movements like we did with Firmino and Salah and Mane. And I just think it's going to be hunker down because Jürgen's going to use this to test a few things yeah. to build us for next season. But also in that weird way where you don't want to give away next season. So you might see it for 15 minutes here and there. It's like, well, I, I can't unleash it all now because then they can game plan for it next year. And I just think it's going to be really tough to watch. It's, I, I, see, I, I think he still thinks, given what happened, then we go back to the COVID season. He'll be sitting there going, you know what, if I can get top four with Nat Phillips... And with Reese Williams, I can still get the I can get a tune out of these lads. I don't think he's completely give up on it. Um, I hope you're right. I, I, and no, they won't give. No, no, they won't give up on it. Yeah, they shouldn't do. But again, this this is the thing. Like on paper, Wolves that Everton should be six points. It, sh- it really should. But you can't bank on this Liverpool. You they, they haven't earned our trust anymore. We haven't just they haven't got that. They don't deserve to have it. So it is. It's going to be. It's, I don't think we're going to we're going to have a. Many enjoyable, fun, you know, fun games watching Liverpool this season. Where it's like the footy was boss, and we just like twatted them five 0 and we pa- like the derbies of the past, you know, fours and fives with this year. I don't think we're going to see much of that, but um, I think Adam's point was right. Is that we know how to beat Wolves. We have we have played them already. We did beat them um, very recently. Obviously, the, the game before that was a draw where we probably should have lost. But listen again, uh, another they got VAR, by the AI. So yeah. it, that them's the breaks. But again. It's Wolves, then it's Everton, then it's Newcastle. I, I, I bet, yeah, because they're competitors and, and who they are. The players, the managers, they'll have all had a conversation the other day and went, you know what, let's beat, Ever- beat Wolves, beat Everton, and then we can go to Newcastle. And they're the ones we're chasing. I bet you, if you'd ask them, they're, probably the, they're the ones who are thinking, they're the new kids on the block, can we put pressure on them? But it's going to be hard, it, it really is. And if we beat Wolves at the weekend, it'll be by a goal, won't it? Well, just, I, don't, I can't see us going to Molyneux and just playing them off the park. I think there's, there's that, but I think from our perspective, there's like a psychological shift that needs to happen and we need to stop expecting Liverpool to get back to being fucking boss again. It's that COVID season again, it's isn't not, it? It's, just, it's, just win by well, yeah, exactly, and it's, obviously it's weirder than that because it was so obvious what needed to happen to fix that. You need a centre half playing centre half. There you go, Sam. Let your midfielders play in midfield and kind of see see what happens. I this one's that a bit... midfielders playing well, midfield. Well, that's it. This one's a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or not. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's. I think there's a little bit of like a change where you just need to buy into the notion of fa- we're on the climb again. So this Liverpool side is no longer the side that got to all those European Cup finals and nearly did the quadruple. And I know it is so much nearly that side. But it's not. Let's forget that it did that. This is like Jürgen Klopp coming in and he's building Jürgen Klopp 2.0. So this is the first season of him putting those in place. And what you need to see is glimpses of what that's going to look like. And I'm seeing that with like Gapo. So I saw a little bit more and more of like, I can see how he can work in this side. Seeing Bacetic and being really impressed with a young, hungry lad playing in there. That what we need is more. I need Darwin Nunes to get back to being dead exciting again. And I need Mo Salah to score a fucking goal or two. And if we can just add a few more bits like that, I think we'll all be a bit more relaxed about the idea of we're not going to win 15 games back-to-back, but we might be able to just jerry-rig something enough to get us competitive in the top four fight. Do you know that quote from Pep Linders, that Gakpo, like apparently he said to someone, Gakpo's the missing link. This was last year. Like apparently like sort of the end of January, start of February last year. He was asked about Gakpo by someone he knows, not like in an interview. And he was like, oh, we need to get Gakpo and he's our missing link. So that's been in the works for a year. Like, this is like another coach said, Pep Linders said Gakpo's... This, I, I seen this like in like December yeah. or November, like when the World Cup was on. It'd be interesting to see when that front five are back fit. Salah, 
Gakpo, Nunes, Diaz, and Jota. I think Firmino's getting a new contract, but I think realistically Firmino's going to be there for cup games and for experience now. Yeah. And he's going to be there to be like, I've played in three Champions League finals for this guy. Is There's the goal. You look over here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Gakpo being the missing link, I think that means he's going to play as a nine. I think that's him being the new Firmino. And he's Firmino's getting that new contract to teach Gakpo what Klopp expects from his, his yeah. false nine. I understand that, right? But I, I, what do you think about this then? Why sign Nunes? Because I think... Is Nunes the new Diaz? I think Nunes is there to play instead of Diaz or Salah. That's This is where I can't get my head around it, to be honest. I'm not disagreeing Whenever here Whenever one in of them way. misses a game. Yeah, I just I think, think Klopp acknowledges he can't have three players. I just, five. Isn't it baffling to think that you'd spend £85 million on a player or whatever it was or wherever it will end up to be to just be the guy who fills in when that was Jota and you had not, him already? But it might maybe, not be. Maybe he wants, like, I think maybe also. We've sorry, got a squad for four forwards and two midfielders. A B, We've got a 4-2-3-1 squad. I don't think you pay ninety million pound or whatever for a plan B, but I, I think what we're what we're not factoring in, they might sell Salah in the summer, and Diaz is actually the right hand right. side. That's that, and this is this goes back to the podcast we were doing yesterday. We exist in this fucking grey area where I just want Jürgen to put an arm around me and whisper me the plan, <laughs> and I don't yeah, care, and, and I'll just go fine. I See, won't I, sell it to anybody. Do you remember? <laughs> just sound. Do you remember my, uh, my, if I ever won the lottery, what I would spend the money on? Yeah, just give them 20 million to the club and find out the transfer stuff. Exactly. I'd, I'd, I'd be a, a shadow investor in Liverpool. I wouldn't want to know, I wouldn't have a hand in anything. All I want is just to be in the room when they decide what players they're buying and what they're doing. I, 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 I sign an NDA so I can't tell anyone. I mean, most people think we know that anyway. Um, so why not? Why not have it be, be be right? I mean, I wouldn't want to spend £20 million for it. I'd rather be paid for it like we are now. Um, <laughs> also, but... John had just invested <laughs> back into his loan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'd love, you're right, how much more relaxing it would be to know. But the thing, I think we get wedded to this too much of like, what's Liverpool's best eleven? I'm this wrong. I, I just think he wants six lads who can play up front. And I just want midfielders, me. I'm just I, a yeah, simple man. I'm, I'm with you, man. But like, I think he wants six lads who can play up front. And then each game he goes, right, who's fit? Who are we playing against? Right, that's a Bobby Firmino game. That's a Darwin Nunes game. That's a Gakpo game. I don't think there is this master plan of who starts every single game. I, it, 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 I think it would be opposition dependent because I think what I think he realised with the front three that we had, who were just phenomenal. That it's unsustainable. You're, you're, it's money ball, isn't it? You can't replace yeah. Mane, so you buy two players who can replace him across the exactly. season. Exactly, and you can't. You're never going to get a new Mo Salah. So you've, that's why you pay Mo Salah. And, and you, you, we were talking about this on the podcast. Is that your you, your best front three, the front three, was so good, but you can't. Not that you got lucky with that, but the odds of getting three guys yeah. at any time. You go back to set at seventeen, eighteen. They all scored 20 goals that season. <laughs> and, all, and they all stayed fit. Yeah, and that never happened. So you, you, And I wonder whether there's a bit of speculation on this, Chris, where they'll buy five or they'll have five or six, but they'll, and then they'll see. Maybe you'll get to a position where there are just three, the new front three emerges and there you guys, you play every I just, single game. I, just, I, I hope you're right, I really do, but I just can't see that the makeup of the squad right now is for a 4-3-3. Or, I just can't you think, think Darwin Nunes is crap. And he tried it at the start of the year. He, and he tried 4-4-2 and he four, went, hang on, this isn't working. Salah's not as effective because he's a goal scorer and he's now playing essentially right midfield. Like, I think he's changed his plan. But I do think, I think it is a, a money ball tactic. I think Sadio Mane's gone and he's gone, right, we're not going to get another left winger who scores 25 goals. So let's get one who scores 15 and one who scores 10. And that's where our 25 goals come from. 15 from Nunes, 10 from Diaz. I think that's what his plan is. I think, 
and then he's got Gakpo. He can also play Nunes up front instead of Gakpo. I think he wants a bit of fluidity there. But I think when it comes down to it, I think it will be a 4-3-3. And I think he's relying on the players replacing Mane's numbers rather than his just total in-game awesome. impact. Look, look, I say, look at last season when we had them all. How good are we off the bench? That I think that is something that we have, is so so with the five amazing. subs. I can see that That's makes more of a yeah, difference because right? last year we you could start essentially it was Salah, it was it was usually by the end of it, it was there and then your man up front. But then look at your bench and you can bring Jotter on and you can bring Bobby Firmino on. Does it, and Liverpool won Liverpool won games off the bench with the, with bringing these lads on. I think that is the plan as well. Does it look like joined up thinking though what Jürgen's done this season for everybody? I think in, I think four three three four four two four four two fucking diamond four two four. Four three three. Yes, that looks it like doing up thinking yeah. and signing a forward, playing him through the middle, then moving him onto the left hand side, then buying a left winger and moving him into the middle. Yeah, that looks like doing up thinking. Do you know why it looks showing up thinking? Because we've seen who's been injured while uh, that have caused those changes. They've none of them are the plan. And these are long term injuries as well. These he, are not yeah, like and Adam a few referred weeks. to it. They said. We we need to we'll, we we need to change we need to try a different formation. We can't play four three three because we've got no midfielders, and that was the point where Nunes was in, was suspended, wasn't he? So we couldn't switch formation. The second Nunes came back, we went to four two four for a handful of games, and then, and then when injured. we got and then Diaz got injured, and, and then Jota also, got injured against Arsenal. We've not been able to play. We've not I know all this, before, yeah. and I still can't see what you're talking about. Yeah, I can genuinely just can't I see think, that it no, looks think, like a fucking plan. I think it doesn't look like no, a plan. No, it's not. But me. it's not. It's not. You're right. But it's because it's not. It's not a plan, but I can see the thinking because every formation change is preceded by a different player getting injured or suspended, or two players getting injured or suspended. And so we all we all think that at the start of the season, Jürgen's big thing was to go to a mid block halfway into the season. No, but then he, he, he admits themselves. We've just said no, no, none of this is not. Everyone, everyone, everyone got injured, and B, they fucked up the midfield. I think, and he acknowledged that because that's why they signed Arthur Mello on deadline day or whatever. I think so why not fix it? Because he, because, <laughs> January, fucking hell. Because he signed Arthur Mello on loan. Because, <laughs> because he signed Arthur Mello, that's why he didn't fix it. But also, on top of that, I think I was talking to Sam Maguire about this the other day. If your plan, and look, I'm hoping this is the case, this is me being optimistic. If the plan is, look, we are going to sign Jude Bellingham, right? We need every penny we've got to be able to compete for him. Because Madrid won him, and Man City won him, and Chelsea fucking won him, and United are sniffing around it as well. And if Newcastle else now. Fucks up. What? And Newcastle now. And Newcastle. <laughs> and, 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 and Dortmund want to keep him. Yeah. Let's not forget that. If Dortmund could get a contract on the table that he would sign, they'd keep him. They absolutely would. I think Liverpool will go, right, if we spend 10 million getting a player in on loan, or as a stopgap, and we pay a loan fee, and then we pay him this much money, then... We, that's that's 15 million we haven't got towards Jude Bellingham and if the price comes down to we bid at 135 and Madrid go fuck it is 150 that 15 million will be valuable I think Liverpool might be in a position now where they go we're not going to win the league top four we can take a throw at we're still in the Champions League and you never write us off in Europe but we haven't got these other games everyone's coming back to full fitness like in the next couple of months we, we know these lads are capable from the past of putting a, a 12 game winning streak together and that could be the difference between getting top four and not so we bank on that and we know that if we get past Madrid we will be a team that no one wants to face in Europe because of what Anfield's like we won the fucking Champions League with Milan Baros Vladimir Smita and Igor Biscan starting games Sam Maguire told you all this no <laughs> <laughs> Sam hasn't spoke yet this is all me <laughs> I said all that and Sam was like, you're right. <laughs> you should say that. You should say that. <laughs> like, I, th- I think we're, we're, we're looking at like, um, uh, I think there might be a plan 
I'm hoping there's a plan, and that plan is all of our money's going to that, and we've got a, a little side plan. I think the other one's Matthias Nunes. I think they've gone. We'll, we'll sign you next year. I'll go and play for Wolves a bit. We haven't got the dough, and we're focusing on this Bellingham thing. But we do want you yes, to so just go and play there and prove you can play in the Premier League. And then I think it's them too. I think that is. I want I, that I to be the plan. The, that, that has got to. Well, be the I think your point, your point is right, though, Chris. Is that it's this is not a plan. What we're doing, it's not like they didn't sit down at the start of the season and go, "This is what's going to happen." This is them flying by the seat of the pants, trying to get it work and trying to keep the airplane in the fucking air by by all means necessary. And it's it is totally enough. The Darwin Nunes stuff is the big X factor in this because. I contend we've our plan was exactly the same as Man City's plan yeah. this season was to change, get a guy who's just going to score loads of goals, and we, everyone's fucked. Everyone is on their ass physically. But what we'll do is we'll get this young, exciting lad, and he's just going to stick the ball in the back of the net, and the goals will probably carry us through a little bit, a little bit more. And look, we've got Jota; he'll score a load, and Diaz is, is really is, is integrated now. He'll be a bit better. We've kept, we've kept Salah, so he'll just do, he'll score his twenty goals, so that'll be sound. And then everyone, the midfield obviously became a bigger issue because we had more injuries, which weren't unpredictable, but. We're not it's also we're saying season. as well. Liverpool don't need more midfielders; they need different ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. like players have to go. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, and that's the key. Got to get Oxley Chamberlain off the wages. You've got to get James Milner. As but, much as I love him and what he's done, off the wages. And, and but I do wonder, sorry, sorry, I do wonder earlier. whether Darwin Nunes they looked at him off the left and went. Fuck that's me. the that's my point. Darwin Nunes and Gakpo don't make sense because I see Gakpo as a number nine, like you, as a false nine. But Nunes was brought in as a centre forward, definitely. Yeah. wasn't brought in as a left winger, so you but might change the plan. But they did say that he was good. They did talk about his versatility. Yeah, yeah, you them. might change the plan so Diaz plays up from the right-hand side, and I can see that, and I've, spoke, I've done a deep dive on this, which is out tomorrow at 5 o'clock, <laughs> 8 o'clock tomorrow, actually, on all of this stuff, um, with Josh Williams, so check it out. So that, but that, again, Nunes, <laughs> Nunes being the centre-forward and then moving to Gakpo doesn't seem like what Jürgen wanted asking, at the start of this you're, season. You're asking, I don't, I think he didn't bank up, well, I'm sure he didn't think that his midfield legs were going to fall off. He, he said, I think Adam was right, they knew what he wanted, they couldn't get them, and they've gone, right, we're going to the well, one more year with these lads, they've never let me down, I, I get one more year out of them, and then next season, I will do the big rebuild. And me, 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 me six attackers, we're going to blast everyone out of the league, and by the way, we've got four really boss centre-halves, two of the best full-backs in the world, and the best goalie in the world, we're going to be sound. I think that was the plan. I think the plan was, we'll get, get six of them up front, Boss back four, the best goalie, and you know what? The lads in the field, they'll dog around and they'll they'll run they'll run the nuts off for me, and we'll just and we'll be all. You know, and legs like in midfield if you front six are boxing people in so that they're volleying yeah. into your centre back. We've been we've been undermined by injuries by the leg. You can't deny the legs have fell off Henderson and Fabinho in particular those two, and it's it's become a shit show. And now now they are scrambling around. I don't think they wanted to sign Gakpo in January. I think Man United were going to sign him. I don't think the plan was. And I'm not sure we sign him if if one of Jota, if Diaz comes back after the World Cup, fit like he was kind of meant to, and, and Jota's only a few weeks away from coming back. I'm not sure they push the button. On it's only because Man United, Man United want to buy him. Yeah. And, and what did and I think we've said this, they did this before the World Cup. They've doubled down on the try and tested as much as they can. So Gapo might not be the plan as a number nine, but sometimes it's happy accidents you hit upon stuff, yeah. don't you? Darwin Nunes to me looks like. An upgraded Divock Origi, which is mental to say you spent that much money on it, but that's effectively what he was. There's games where you'll play him in the nine, and if he gets up and running and he gets his goal scoring form back, he'll be a threat as a number nine. But there's times where 
just having someone with electric pace down the wings. He looks like know, an absolute pain in the arse on the left wing. Yeah. And I think they've put him there and gone... His goal to game ratio is well better than Benfica off the left as well. Like, we saw it last year with Sadio Mane. I don't think the plan was ever to be Sadio Mane. I, I, I think I, I know you know that, Sadio another issue I think I've got here is that I, I understand taking Gakpo in January. I do. 35 million quid. Manchester United wanted him, of course. But if we had 35 million quid, why not just buy fucking Nunes? Because <laughs> you couldn't. Because you couldn't play. Couldn't that, play this season. No. At the start of the season, he could. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah before he moved to Wolves for no, they 40 million quid. Yeah. Fucking admit, hell, lads. Yeah, but do you admit this? a problem in the middle of the park. Yeah. Do, you, do you admit this by signing half Mello? Do you realise they fucked up? But by getting half Mello in, they fucked themselves over because there's no, no, after, there's no specs. We only play. got Mello in after Wolves have bought Nunes. Yeah. I think they've gone in the summer. They've gone, right, i tell you what, right, we do need a midfielder here, but we've got too many. And no one really wants the lads we're trying to get rid of. So, you know what, we'll be all right. Like, we've got Ox, he'll be, he'll, we'll get 10 games out of him. We'll get fucking 15, 20 out of Cater. You know, Henderson's good. Fabinho's going to be better. He can't possibly have a worse season than he's had since March. <laughs> like, Harvey Elliott's going to play a load of games. Fabio Cavallo, you know, he's probably going to play left left wing a couple of times. Going to play him in a few. They've looked at it and gone, we'll be all right in midfield here. And then a few players have got injured and we've started badly and they've gone, we should have fucking bought Matthias Nunes and, and just released two or three of these and they've panicked and gone just get get us a loan player in let's get to January and we'll deal with it then let's get the World Cup out the way we'll deal with it then they've got Mello in he fucking breaks his soul <laughs> and we're like what the fuck have we done here and they've just they've backed themselves into a stupid situation the policy has not been right FSG have made a few mistakes I think Klopp and his team have made a few mistakes but the fact is we're in this situation now and the only thing that solves it is in the summer you get at least two midfielders in and ideally three who play for Liverpool. Not players who are going to come in like Robertson did and you know he's going to be behind fucking Alberto Moreno for six months in the back and all that. We need a new midfield going into next season. Yeah. I think it's possible. Bicetic is one of them now. Yeah, I think he's pushed his way in and it might be you've got Bicetic and two new eights who you know they are rotated with if Cater stays a bit of Navi Keita, a bit of Harvey Elliott, a bit of whoever's still around. But I think, realistically, Liverpool need Bicetic, who can be sort of shadowed and mentored by Fabinho, who can be like, hey, when I was able to run, <coughs> I used to do it like this. <laughs> and then the, the two eights need to be new. They need to be yeah. fresh. And I think two new eights, Bicetic at the six, and that front six we've got all being fit next season is a completely different prospect for Liverpool yeah. compared to the one we're in right now so we're all buying into what Jürgen's doing between now and the end of the season because we've got, got, no, we've got no choice mate like backed him to the fucking hill you know that fella has done so much for us he really has he's the, he's the fucking best and yeah. I think you're right it, 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 Adam's made a good point before like the owners have let him down but he's also let him, he's, done, he's made some decisions that if, again if you, if you ask him now in hindsight he said himself in his press conference recently why the fuck did I say yes to that pre-season tour yeah. Why did they do that? Like he knows, like he. We're, 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 there's so many bad mistakes have been made, but like we are where you are. You can't change that now. You got to just get on with it. That's the thing about it. Is that you're right. Look, not doesn't change anything. Doesn't change anyone's upset with the owners. Doesn't change anyone the fact that we should have done this and could have done this and it would have been better if we'd done all this. But like, great. Unless anyone's managed to crack time travel, in, you know, in the last in the last day or two. Adam's still p- pissed off a past Adam. Klopp is unsackable, but he's not unquestionable. Yeah, yeah, and that's fine because you can. You've been that's footy. You've got everyone's got to have opinions, and when someone did something wrong, you've done something wrong. He's not a, he's not beyond reproach. But the beauty of it is, and I think people forget this sometimes, is that <clears throat> the beauty of having the best in the world at something 
is that you don't have to worry yourself with all of the all those stressful conversations around should he go and what's he got to do. It does mean that you've got to put your faith in, but it is easier putting your faith into someone who's been there and done it before and is at the highest level. Alison was the way I said this. You know, Alison made that mistake against Leicester in like a third or fourth game or whatever, and I was like, if if Carrius had done that, that would have been fucking. We'd have been ruined for the season. But when you've got the best goalie in the world and he makes a mistake, you actually go, "Oh shit!" Even the best goalies in the world make mistakes. Okay, so you've got to let you've kind of got to let stuff go. It just feels very on top. But, at the but moment. it is also different. Like I think if Carrius had made that mistake, <coughs> Carrius flaps it. Carrius yeah. gets in his own head yeah, and he's exactly. like, "Oh fuck, I fucked yeah. it. Oh fuck, everyone hates me again." Whereas Allison went, <laughs> "Nightmare that one." Anyway, watch these nine saves. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. Right, sounds. Um, are we confident Liverpool will win? They're no. going to win against Wolves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Yeah, I am actually. Yeah, we're going to win 1 0. Yeah, I'll get 1 0. I, th- I think we all win, but I'm not confident. How can you be confident in them? We've seen them play recently. Drink. Stick. <laughs> yeah. Three yeah. I think Gakpo gets a couple of goals. Oh, I'd like that. I'd, be I'd really like that. 6 0. Yeah, we're not going to beat them 6 0. Um, no. But I, I, at this point, just win. Yeah. And then win the derby. And then got see to win where, the derby. As to, to this, that. you know, it, it sounds ridiculous. Like the idea that Liverpool can win like a game at the moment feels a bit odd. But like you put two or three down, which is po- it is possible. It's possible. As we, this, this day, we beat Man City this season. Mm-hmm. You know, we've we've had game. We gave Arsenal a hell of a game until Diaz until Diaz got injured. We beat Man City and outplayed them. Yeah. We were better than Man City at Anfield. It's possible. Like we deserved to win we got, we, we come, we got the When you went to the other day, we got our second highest ever points total in a group stage of a Champions League this, yeah. this season. You know, it feels so long ago. No, 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 done it though. But uh, it's possible. And I we also should, we should believe we're going to knock I know that seems insane. I, I absolutely agree with that as well, but we'll see. I've thought, I also thought we were going to beat them in the final, but uh, life's a shit house. Um, right, gentlemen, thank you so much. That's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us uh, for the very first ever Thursday Night Party. We'll be back next week. Stay tuned for guest announcements. Uh, Steve's looking at me because he, he, he knows that he's the man responsible for booking <laughs> and he's got a hell of a week on his hands to top these two absolute fucking heroes that we've had in tonight. But John Bishop and Stephen Graham <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding. Right, if you want more from these guys, completely and utterly uncensored, uh, join us on Red Men Plus for Red Men Uncensored. Uh, we're going to be chatting life, the universe, and everything. Uh, and I think we really want to. It is X rated, it is a, there's a circle of trust involved. Uh, but do come and join us over on there. Uh, it will be good fun. Uh, yes, anyway, thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us. All your wonderful comments as well. Have a boss week and up the Reds. Thanks for listening. If you want even more Bosch content and podcasts just like this, go over to redmenplus.com and sign up now.